goal of Data Transformers podcast is to accelerate digital transformation by bridging the gap between business outcomes and rapidly advancing technologies. And we aim to bridge this gap by focusing on data. I am Peggy Sai, top 50 women in tech influencer, co-author of the AI book and data governance expert. I'm Ramesh Danta, an entrepreneur, a tech blogger, and AI enthusiast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Data Transformers podcast. Today, we have with us Elif Tutuk, VP of Innovation and Design for Click. Welcome, Elif. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Ramesh. It's great to be Elif, here. Welcome. Thank you. Elif, I think what's um, so fascinating to have you with us today is you're talking about not just innovation, we're talking about analytics and business intelligence. Um, can you talk more about uh, your current role at, at Click and how it combines both business intelligence and analytics together? Yeah, so uh, in my current role, I'm the head of uh, innovation and design. So within the team, um, I have um, part of the team is more like a research and labs team where we innovate new ideas. And uh, it's basically the, you know, how to straighten the muscle of an R&D organization to, to continue to think out of box, come up with new ideas and then get them into the product for great value, unique value. And then the other part of the uh, team is focusing on the design and design thinking. Uh, so we work, as we work with the product management and the products team, when they determine a market opportunity, then it's all about kind of understanding the user needs, the personas, and really understanding the, the, the problem uh, to solve the right solution. Um, yeah, so it has been a fun journey. Um, and overall, like my background is around data and analytics. Uh, I have a master's degree in information systems. Um, and then early on in my journey, um, career journey, I joined to a retailer company to their BI team, start leading their uh, BI team and really helping the organization to make data-driven decisions. And that is where I had the chance to really see what the users are, you know, they have problem and struggling dealing with data and really creating analytics and ultimately making decisions with them. Um, and that really helped me um, and pushed me to kind of with the desire to join to a um, enterprise software company focusing on data and analytics. Um, yeah, it has been a fun journey so far. That's great, Elif. Um, so I obviously equated click equals analytics. So, but as we know, analytics itself has evolved over a period of time. I and mean, if I go back to, so Doug Laney, Gardner, those guys, you know, have a descriptive, diagnostic, you know, uh, predictive, prescriptive analytics. So what kinds of innovation and analytics space are you guys uh, doing right now? So like the way that I see it really, we have been innovating like the third way of um, analytics, which is more on the augmented analytics side. And the way that I see is the first generation was how the BI has been you know, structured 25 years ago with all app cubes and reporting, it was all IT driven. Then, then the second uh, generation of BI came up which was more around self-service, like how do you enable the consumers, uh, business consumers to really start uh, being able to build their dashboard. And uh, click, click, with ClickSense, we have been leading that market as well. But then in the last couple of years with all the innovations that are happening in machine learning and AI and the compute power that we have with the amount of data, now we are seeing a shift for those business consumers to become augmented consumers where the insights and the 
uh, information are being generated by the algorithms that trigger the action. Um, so that is what we have been focusing in the labs team. And then we have introduced uh, new uh, capabilities and solutions for our users in the augmented analytics area. But one thing that I would like to also highlight, Ramesh, I think um, we cannot think analytics as an isolation anymore. Like it's all about data and you know getting the data, data integration, and then doing governance uh, with the data and analytics catalog. Mm -hmm. And then about analytics consumption, and finally being able to trigger action and automation. Um, and that's why I'm super excited being part of Click at this stage because uh, in the last two years, we really have shifted our focus. And now we have um, a platform that goes through that whole supply chain from data, data integration, cataloging um, uh, for self-service governance on the data and analytics and consumption and automation and um, uh, like IPAS. Um, so I think, you know, we are in a stage where with digital transformation, we cannot just say that analytics. Um, I think we have to think about from data to, to cataloging again with the data lineage and then um, doing the process automation uh, with the data. Wow, that's certainly a, a long chain when you think about um, the data supply chain. And I think uh, you and I, we've talked about, um, you know, new paradigms, right, in the consumption. And I think that's what you are referring to. These are new paradigms that are really brought on now with the technology of AI and machine learning. Um, and you also mentioned edge computing, like what other reasons are there for this type of new wave of consumption? Can you talk about some other factors? Yeah, so I think um, like the, one of the main driver for, it is about providing the right insight to the right user at the right time. So that always goes to pushing the analytics to the edge. Uh, it's not only about dashboarding or coming to a dashboard to consume that information. It's more about bite-sized insights that are relevant for that business moment. Um, so we have been thinking a lot, I've been thinking a lot in terms of like consumption of that information, but also how do you provide that relevant insight to the right moment? And that really requires having a right data technology in place where data reflects the business moment. So when you think about like what happened with COVID, right? Every organization, they had the data marts, data warehouses, like they, they had the analytics and data, but they weren't able to get the answers to those new business questions because the data wasn't reflecting the business moment. So that is why I see that, you know, when you consider a data technology, you really have to think about real time, being able to reflect the changes that are happening in data sources to the decision-making uh, environment, whatever that may, environment could be. It can be a conversation analytics, it can be a dashboard, it can be an alerting, um, but really having that change data capture capability in the, in the technology that can reflect the changes. So that's about like reflecting the business moment to the data. And then the other important thing is in the data paradigm to think about the hyper contextual data, because you know, you're really aware that you know, it's not about having one data source anymore. It's about having multiple data sources, both internal and exter external. And it's not only for human consumption, it's for, so for you know, machine learning algorithms to consume that data. So that's why it's important to, to be able to access the hyper-contextual data is important. And I think that's why we are seeing more and like graph database type of technologies coming up because it's all about being seeing the connections and the notes and being analyzing those things. Um, and then ultimately providing a 
360 degree view of the business or the problems uh, so that users can explore further. Um, so that's kind of like more on the data side and on the consumption side, we really have to think about new um, consumption uh, paradigm. Um, it's not about again, um, asking the, the same questions anymore like that you ask the business user ask over and over. It's more having a new question and being able to um, ask it easily with conversation analysis, uh, get an answer, but then to be able to explore that further. Um, and in my team, we have been putting out of effort to kind of thinking about how we can create that type of user experiences that can go beyond dashboarding, uh, where users can have a conversation with the data. See, uh, Elif, in the, in the paradigm that you talked about on the data side, as well as the consumption side, right? So you, you, we're talking about multiple stakeholders. One is the self-service analytics, the business users, right? So because they are demanding analytics uh, that they can work as opposed to depending on IT to prepare the data and then provide the insights. That. So the, I think we already evolved from that. And then you also touched upon the machine learning algorithms, another stakeholder quote unquote, you know, consuming data. So, but there's always a tension between the users wanting the analytics to happen you know, right away and then uh, some data sources being accessible and then the IT and the technology side still, you know, working the munging and wrangling the data to prepare, right? So in this continuum, where are we right now? Are we at a stage where we have gone through the stage of, we got hold of the data, we think it's, it's in a decent state that the analytics, uh, you, know, uh, you know, provide the intelligence, provide the insights, are um, still organizations struggling to get the, even the foundations, uh, you know, set up with respect to data uh, preparation and things that you talked about. Yeah, so like that's a great point to uh, to, to talk about, Ramesh. It is data is very messy. Um, and no matter what type of ease of use and augmentation you have for the consumption side, it's all about getting that data in a governed and trusted um, stage where those, you know, um, either you're using AI to kind of generate, you know, natural language to be able to talk to data and then also like do anomaly or outlier detection in the data. So, and I think from the technology perspective now, we have the technology to help with the data integration. So we, we, we then, you know, there are a lot of technologies out there that can be used to um, accelerate the movement of data, um, helping with the automation of data warehouse, data mart creation. Um, and one thing that I, again, want to emphasize to our uh, listeners that it's not only automating that ETL process, but then making sure that um, every time there's a change in the source that can be reflected to the target, whatever that target is, and that is the change data capture technology. But so the technology is coming there. And I think there's also like more uses of um, AI and ML on the data preparation um, to kind of help with the data quality. There's a lot of great progress that's been done on the data catalog, right? There are, I think in the last four or five years, we are seeing a lot of vendors uh, focusing on data catalog. One shift that I'm seeing on the catalog market is more kind of from data catalog to analytics catalog, uh, because I think we have put good governance on the data uh, and with staff service, now we are creating problem on the analytics consumption because every user who are governed, access to governed data can shop for the data and they can generate their analytics very easily. Now you have to put governance on that analytics layer. Um, so that is you know, a, a shift that I'm seeing. But ultimately, like in addition to all of those technological advances, we have to think about the human. 
Because as you mentioned, Ramesh, there are different personas um, within this whole supply chain. There's the um, data engineers like ETL developers and uh, data stewards and then analytics consumer or the BI developer. So it comes to how you make create an experience where they can collaborate so that there is um, less gap between the data producer and data consumer. Like back in my business life, like when I was working for a retailer, one of our biggest challenge was to be able to reflect the business logic, the right logic to the data, to be able to you know, create the reports and the dashboards that they are being the business user were asking. And it was like, you probably know this, like um, meetings after meetings, emails after emails, like where you try to capture the business rules in an Excel file and then you know, the ETL developer picking up, but he doesn't really understand. So. Um, that's a big challenge, and yeah. that is why in the last one year, we have been focusing a lot um, on the collective part of it, like collective intelligence, how we can create an experience where uh, the data producer and consumer um, can actually get on a uh, session like this stuff and look at the data together, transform data together or validate the data together, and then start making notes. Um, so this is kind of like something that we have recently introduced as well as collaborative notes. Um, so again, going back to, to your question, like there's a lot of technology advancement that's been done on the data integration catalog side, but we really have to think about the whole collaboration between the different personas. If I completely uh, agree with you, I mean, especially when it comes to analytics, I think analytics catalog, it's the, the that's the biggest challenge because um, a data catalog is, I think the governance is there and it's always, it's been building up, but the analytics, catalog really needs to have that human intervention, right? Where you're documenting all the nuances of the usage and the conditions of the usage and the limitations of that. And that really needs the um, collaboration piece uh, between all the different producers and consumers. But do you think that technology in any way can sort of accelerate that type of collaboration in any way? Because it's really the, I see the most time consuming part of getting value out of analytics catalog. Um, so I'm wondering what your thoughts yeah, are. So I think like we have started to see some shift on that. Like ultimately my dream is to have some type of a Netflix like an experience. Like it's all about collective intelligence, like the human trust and human knowledge is reflected on the analytics traded data that you know that, you know, Peggy is using this data and like she already commented on it. That's awesome and I can leverage that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to create those types of experiences. Like I think traditionally uh, we have been always like thinking about business glossary and getting the definition on the data. And I see them as the like, you know, second generation, really in the third generation, as we kind of look at, at augmented consumers from for the data consumers, that is where we have to think about more like suggestions and personalizations um, of data and analytics. And it's more about creating that collective intelligence um, uh, in whatever they, they are consuming, either the data asset or, or a KPI. So it's almost like a, what you're saying is, is a marketplace kind of a model where Elif, you could upload your analytics model and then I will do mine and people will consume it and then they could rate and say uh, it serves the, it's, uh, along those lines you're thinking when you said Netflix model? 
yeah, on the, those lines, like a kind of system knowing, you know, who's who's using what metric um, and making what type of decisions, what questions are being asked. Um, and also like the system knowing, you know, is it if, what's my role in the organization? Who are my colleagues? Who's my boss? What's important for my boss? So that if he sets an alert, I get, you know, informed about that alert uh, so that I will be also start paying attention to those things. Um, it's kind of like having even like, you know, when you use Spotify, the system starts learning and then starts suggesting songs. Like we are seeing that. And I think we are at the stage of like now seeing, start seeing those things in the uh, analytics consumption paradigm. Like I always come back to the human side of everything, right? Um, as humans, we always trust other humans. Like if you want to book something on Airbnb, you always read the reviews, right? Um, so it is kind of like providing that type of experiences where I know my colleagues, what they are using. Yeah, actually, you also touched upon a couple of other areas. The, the, I think you talked about the context of analytics is as important, like the contextual analytics, right? So that's one piece of it. And the other piece um, that uh, this intelligent, uh, you know, I don't know, analytics are in, uh, right? So now you're injecting AI, ML and, uh, into the whole analytics piece of it, okay? So he, here's my question. As a, a me as a consumer, you are a vendor, right? So you're representing a vendor community and I'm an end user, right? And then I, I need to solve my business problems and I'm being thrown at me these words, you know, so intelligent analytics, uh, contextual analytics and augmented okay. analytics, right? So do I have, I mean, at times I think I don't want to, you know, worry about all this thing. I just want to solve my problem, right? So which is, hey, you know, if I'm a shipment vendor, I need to see uh, an example that we had earlier in another podcast is that is my shipment reaching within one day or not kind of a thing. So how do you, you know, communicate with your customers about your terminology? Like how? do you talk about, hey, you know, now you need to talk about augmented analytics, you need to talk about contextual or just can you help me um you know yeah 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 so i think again from thinking about the user perspective it all comes to data literacy like being able to help the user to read understand analyze and argue with the data which is very important um so those are the things that i always focus when i'm talking to you know a user and going after their needs um i see augmentation is a way to accelerate data literacy because the user doesn't need to know what's a dimension or a measure or what's the best way of visualizing this question. Mm -hmm. uh, all they have is a business question and to be able to ask that question. And that is where they are being augmented, where the system, by using a governed data layer, um, can generate the best way of visualizing that. And also helping with more with the data literacy, this is where we start seeing more natural language generation for them, where they can read the information. Um, so really, it's just augmentation is, is really to helping them um, to see what is important uh, and like being able to ask that question easily, get the answer, but then understand what is important and being able to explore that further. And that also requires that for me as a user to easily access the data, governed mm -hmm. data that is feeding that visualization. And I, I should be being exposed in an environment where I can actually explore that, either ask further question or you know, manually interact with the data. And I always refer this as touching the data. The user, the, the system should be very easy to use. And then, um, yeah, like, you know, be, you, you should be able to break down the information with the further questions and also help you to create that next aha moment, 
help you generate that next question. That is the real value of having an analytics environment. Like if you already know the question that you want, I think you're in a safe space. Now with all the digitalization and transformation and the fast changing environment, it's about how fast you can ask that you know, next question, that, that light bulb going on. And that is where I think you know, some of the technologies like in-memory technologies where it can keep all of the data and by leveraging the associations in the data, that's why I refer to graph and at click we have that in-memory associative technology, which is very unique. Um, so that when I ask a question, I'm not only getting that slice of the data, but the system helps me to get a peripheral view and shows me like the other relevant things or non-relevant things. Um, so yeah, it's about like having augmenting the user. So I never talk about the technology or like technical terms to the okay. user. I always refer to like data literacy and the, their needs to be able to read, understand, analyze further, and again, argue with the data. Thank um, you. Yeah. So, so Ilif, you, you mentioned earlier the importance of showing users um, the information in the right time and in the right context. And I would imagine in many organizations, there's almost too much data to see, right? It gets very overwhelming. So what type of um, studies do you do um, for, your, for the user experience, right? There's probably a lot of products testing you do, um, you know, to, to ensure that the user is navigated in a certain way or the user, how do you build out the optimal user experience at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like we always um, start with, first of all, understanding the problem, what problem we want to solve and then having um, good user interviews to validate that problem. And sometimes when um, a problem is being written by PM, you know, when you really talk about to the user, it's not actually that they are not looking um, that, but there is another reason, like ultimately what they are trying to achieve is what you need to understand. A good example that maybe they may be saying that, well, I need to change the font size on a chart, but ultimately they need to change that because to have an optimum experience in the reporting. So like, you know, just understanding what they are really want to achieve. Um, that's why it's very important to talk to do the user interviews. But once you understand that, um, we always create a user journey, like a user flow is how we are referring, um, to be able to understand, okay, to be able to achieve that, like what are the other things that they are doing? And then mapping that to the product, like what our current product does and how our product can change to help that user flow. Um, and then from that, we kind of create uh, sketches and uh, UI wireframes to build the solution. Um, so like coming back to the coin question, like thinking about the user flow is very important. and one of the recent change that we have done within our design team, because my design team is around like 35 people and we are supporting like five, six product portfolio, like from data integration to catalog to analytics and automation now. So, and the ultimate goal is to create that user flow that you can get the value. Like you can start with data integration, move the data from on-prem to cloud, catalog that data, make that available in the analytics hub that they can start having conversation analytics or you know create the um, dashboards and then create an like like it's the full flow and what I realized uh, one and a half year ago is because we were we have started creating silos in the user experience we were actually reflecting our organizational structure like into the you know how we are designing things 
then we kind of, and this is, I think, a good learning that then we realize that, okay, we have to think about user flows and do a restructuring of our design team to kind of work around the user flow. So now we have uh, five user flows around um, analytics consumption, analytics creation, uh, augmented like different, and they actually are responsible for the full flow from um, starting with the data and then consumption and taking an action on that. A given problem, business problem, maybe only focusing on one part, but they like having that structure in the design team being more user flow focused, um, then they always have like that type of um, view as they are building one part of the solution. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard today and would like to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player like iTunes and Spotify. And please do rate our podcast. Also, please go to our website, www.datatransformerspodcast.com for more episodes, blogs, and information on our speakers. Thank you.